0: New Years! Happy. That's the best you got. Happy New Year. It's close though, and I won't see you, so I want a Happy New Year's today. Hey, guess what? You knew I was going to say this. Christmas will be here before you know it. <laughs> it really will. I mean, we're—I'm already thinking about it. It's pretty exciting, but it is. We're, we're 2018's over. I mean, we got what? Two days? Yeah. It's 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 over. So uh, I say that we got two days, and we're going to use them wisely. But. Uh, 2018 in the life of, of, of Journey Church, because I won't see you guys again after today probably, until next Sunday I hope, uh, is, is over for all practical purposes. And I want to talk about 2018, I want to talk about 2019, and I really want to talk about what Christ has done. And, and I didn't know that was going to be the last song they, they were going to play, but I thought that was so awesome and it ties in so well with what I want to talk about today. Because, uh, listen, 2018 in, in my life and in the life of Journey Church has been amazing. I mean, it just has. And I hope, I hope for you guys it's been the same. You can say, hey, I've had a good year. It's, it's been a good year for me personally. And if you've been a part of this church, whether you're, this is your first time here, we're excited to, to have you. But if you've been a part of this church, I hope you can look back and say, hey, it's been a good year. We've, 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 we've grown and we've learned and it's been, it's been an amazing thing. Uh, because here's what I believe. Maybe wrong. Well, no, I'm not wrong on this. But here's what I believe. I've watched, I've watched this little baby that we call Journey Church and I've watched what's happened and how it's grown and I can only come to one conclusion, and that is that we're, we're experiencing and we're part of a great movement of God. Amen. It's just the only explanation I can come up with on this thing. And at a time when I look around and I see so many, so many churches that are struggling and they're having problems, and yet I see, I see what you guys have done, and I see the, the growth and the movement, and I'm thinking we, we are experiencing, we are part of, and I, you don't, not everybody gets this chance to, to see a great movement of God. And that's the only explanation uh, I've, I've got for it. But but here's kind of it, I, I'm, this is kind of a message. This is kind of a weird message today because one, I'm going to ask for some help. I need you guys to pray for for Journey Church. I want you to I want you to tie this into your lives as well. I want you to pray for yourselves, but I want you to pray for Journey Church for for the leaders, the the folks up here who are volunteering or helping make it what it is. But but in doing that, you've got to remember why this is happening is because we we quite honestly are experiencing a move of God. It's just. I'm just going to stick to that. It's the only explanation of God, and and I'm excited about that. I'm thrilled that to get to be a part of that and get to experience it and see what's happening. But, but with listen, with movements of God comes competition from a guy named Satan. We know that, so that's why I want you guys to really be in prayer with me, but and, and just pray that we stay focused and we do the right things and and that it's more of Him and less of us. But as as we go forward, I, and let me just kind of give you a little background of where we're at, and this is just observations and I think it's true uh, this thing has moved it, it kind of we, we, we started at pickett school and we, we met there and it was great I mean it was awesome and then we realized we had to have a facility where we could do church 24/7 and we moved in, into this facility and what I've seen since then has been kind of crazy uh, and, and it's happening pretty quickly so uh, uh, for an example you know we do we do joint events. We do a Christmas meal. We have two services. Actually, we have four. People miss this. We have four services now. We have Sunday morning at, at, at 10 We have, or 9. We have Sunday morning at 11. We have Tuesday night, and then we have Wednesday morning. So we have four services, and in those four services combined, the numbers have gone up in every one of them. So what we're starting to see is, for example, our Christmas meal. If you came, you, you saw that it was really full. The, the, that that little commons area. I remember when we built this when we bought this building and I thought, man, we're never gonna fill this thing up. We couldn't get anybody else out there. It was packed. It was packed for the for the meal. Sunday mornings, next Sunday, watch it. That area will be packed. So one of the one of the problems that comes with this growth is, is we're outgrowing our facilities, and you're looking around, so we've got plenty of seats. You do, but we have two we have four services. But there's seats in here today, I get that. But listen, on Christmas, when we do a Christmas meal, if we grow at the rate we grew this year, and we've, we've sustained that for several years now, we won't be able to have joint events anymore because we can't get you in the building. And that's kind of sad, isn't it? But on one hand, that's kind of sad. On the other hand, I'm going, wow, what a movement of God. Because I don't see a lot of people saying we can't get them in our building. Right. But it's pretty exciting. Let me give you, let me give you another uh, example of, of kind of what we've, we've seen in, in all of this, in this, in this growth. Uh, our kids' facilities. Our kids' facilities, we're bringing in lots of kids, and then there's times when these little rooms are kind of getting packed in there, and there's, there's not room for our kids. Proportionally, we're, 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 we're running out of space there quicker than we are here. But we're, yeah, Absolutely. Thank you, Marty. That's right. I mean, that's what, that's what we want. We want to run out of space back there. And let me tell you, I'll just go ahead and say this. That won't stop us. I, I, I know you guys. When we, when we run out of space for kids, we'll find space. We'll find space because we'll, we're not going to stop that. But listen, our our parking is getting congested. And we're gonna, we're working on that all the time. We're gonna we're gonna fix some of those things. <laughs> but it, this is this is what's crazy. We're seeing that happen. But those are neat metrics. I mean, we I, I'm a numbers guy. You know that. I watch and y'all are going. Are you gonna ever talk about anything that makes sense? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It all makes sense to me. But. I'm a numbers guy, but our, our, our numbers are, are growing, and we, that's metrics we look. But let me tell you the more important things that I've seen happen in Journey Church this week, uh, this year, in 2018, is we saw lives changed. We saw lives changed. That's why we do this. We don't do it so we can say, hey, we had 400 people here this Sunday, or we had 500 people, and we got all these. That's not why we do it. If you come and nothing happens, then it's, it's void. And that's not a movement of God. That's man coming together just to fellowship. And, and that's not bad, but it's not why we do this. It's not why we do this. We do this to see lives change. We've seen lives change. We've seen people accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, that's what you chalk up as a victory. And, and, and you know, we've, when we started this thing, we said we're going we're gonna to do it a little differently. Acts 15, 19 says make it easy for them to come. We see people coming who don't know Christ. And I would love to say everybody in here has a relationship with Christ because I want you to have a relationship with Christ. But if everybody in here has a relationship with Christ, then we're not doing our job. And that, you got to think about that a second. But if everybody in here, then we're just preaching to ourselves. And we're not doing what we were called. It, it's, it's an action gospel, and we were called to go out, and we'll get to that in a minute. But we've seen, we know that's happened. We've seen people accept Christ. We've seen people redire- rededicate their lives. People that had fallen from church. they had been hurt by, by, by someone in church. We've, I've never been hurt by Christ. I've seen the church hurt a lot of people. Not Jesus, don't misunderstand that. But I've seen the church do some damage. But we've seen people that they've gotten back in the game and they've rededicated their lives. I've seen, personally, I've seen marriages saved that were just on the verge of collapse. And when they come, not because of Journey Church, but because of the direction we pointed them in, which was Jesus Christ, I've seen marriages come back together and actually come away stronger than they've ever been. I, it's amazing when you see that. Um, I've seen people who were absolutely, they had this feeling of helplessness that there was no, the, 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 there was no bottom to the pit. Till they found Jesus. That's, that's the kind of things in 2018 we've seen happen at, at Journey Church. We've seen people who, who, who were helpless and all of a sudden they find hope. And they found the hope in Jesus Christ because they had a place they could come and they not, not be judged, but be, be loved on and shown that there is a better way and it's Jesus. That's exciting. That's what our 2018 has kind of looked like. Um, man, when you see hope restored in somebody, it's like lights going off. Uh, it's just incredible, and, and and thank you guys. I've had the opportunity to do that, it, and you've been a part of it. We come together, and we, and we can do things like that. It's absolutely amazing. Let me let me tell you, this is one of the more exciting things. It's all exciting to me. We baptized. My gosh, have you guys baptized people. They... <laughs> Listen, people say, well, that's got nothing to do with salvation, which i would be the first to tell you that's the case. But it's, every, it's symbolic of the fact that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But i got to tell you, when we see people coming across this stage being baptized time and time again, it, it's moving to me, and I'm thinking, thank you, Lord. But i got to tell you, I'm, this was one of the most amazing services I was ever a part of, was our reach on Tuesday night. And Matt had come to me and said, Mark, I want to do baptism. And I said, that's awesome. Let's do it. I said, how many of you got lined up? He said, None. I don't know if anybody's going to, but I just feel like we should do it. He said, I think there's some. He said, they've, they've talked about it, but I don't know. And listen, we're talking about high school kids. Uh, uh, listen, the wind changes, right? I mean, you never know what they're going to do. So Matt gets up here, amazing message. I'm, I'm t- I think I told you all, guys, I was fixing to get baptized again. It was, it was powerful, and he, he preached this message, and these kids are just sitting there, and I'm, I'm in the water, and the water's, you know, it's not cold, but I'm thinking, okay, I've gotten in the water, and nobody's cutting off. I'm in the water, and Matt's standing there, Matt comes and gets, and and there's nobody. And you're going, well, you just said baptize. And the next thing I know, I'll never forget this, this young man, he gets up out of his seat, and in front of all of his peers, he walks down this aisle right there, he comes up on the stage, he tells us his name, which we know, and he comes across, and we baptize him. I'm thinking, thank you, Lord. What a powerful thing. For this young man to to the, the the obedience and the courage that took for him to get up. I mean, think back to your teen days, because I'm looking at most of you. You're not teens, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know it. You may not be as old as me, but you're not teens. But anyway, so this this young man does this, I'm thinking, wow. And and I'm looking at Matt, and we're thinking, okay. And then and then we see it. Another another young. Man or, or, or lady gets up, I don't remember which, but this kid, I'm going to call them kids or kids to me. They get up, and they start walking down, and they come across, and we baptize them. And we're looking, and say, wow, this is awesome. We baptized two. I mean, to us, that's awesome. Two young children have said, I want the world to know I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Then the next thing we know, here comes two more. And, and then the next thing we know, here comes here comes these little girls up and they're crying and they're saying, we we, "We we don't we don't we've never been baptized, but we also haven't accepted Christ. We want to accept Christ and be baptized." And they do, yeah, and they just kept coming and they just kept coming, and and, and we just and Matt and I are sitting there going, "Oh my gosh!" And I'm thinking that's that's when the church is clicking. That's what the church looks like when it makes those opportunities available, and that that gets me ex- so excited. And honestly, I believe that's, listen, I think that's what is the local church. We've got, to, we've got to, to be focused on, and that's the things we've got to do. Listen, I know this. This is part of, of who you guys are. We baptize. You guys, like no other church I've ever been a part of, you believe in serving. We go out and we serve the community. We do some crazy things. We, 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 we don't just stay in these four walls. We don't stay in these four walls. And I'm telling you this because, guys, we've got to stay focused going into 2019 that we never become content on what happened in 2018. Because our, our mission, our vision is this, is to go, make, baptize, teach, go, make. And it starts with go, and you guys have, have done that. We go. We go out in the community. I hear it all the time now when I'm out and about. People say, you're that church that comes out and does this. You're the church that feeds. You're the church. And I'm thinking, wow, that is so awesome. But but it's, that's that's our that's our vision. That's our mission. That's what we've done. And. It, it's been amazing to watch what's happened this little church. This is still a baby, guys. This church is less than 8 years old. That's infancy in church. Most of our local churches are probably over 100 years old. You're 8 years old. I think back when we, when we started this, this thing, uh, we, we were excited. You guys were excited. We did treat bags for picket school. We, we did these little bags with some fruit and candy in it for picket school, and you got too good at it. It took 10, 15 minutes to do it, so we couldn't get people to come help do that because you're thinking, I can't drive up there. So this past year... We said, we can do it bigger, because I don't know if you remember this, but when we first started that, I said, I can't wait till we get the whole school system. Well, you just about got there this year. You packed 2,000 bags. Every, every elementary kid, yeah, got, got a bag. Now, that is, if I'm correct, and I'm, I stand to be correct, that only leaves two schools. That leaves middle school and high school. Guess where we're going next year? 2019, middle school and high school. 2019 is going to be better than 2018. Hope it is for your life personally. But you, you took care of you, you, These kids got... Two thousand kids got a bag, and on top of that, we had bags in excess. God is so good. We we were sitting there thinking, so what we're going to do is we took them to the workshop, the sheltered workshop. They were having their Christmas party. They were blown away. Powerful. That's what happens when we stand up and we're obedient to what God's called us to do. We we see things like that happen. Gave away four thousand cookies to the neighborhood. You think, well, no big deal. Yes, it is. I hear comments about those cookies. I hear there's there, there's people that don't they 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 never get out of their house. And they say took the time your church brought me a cookie it's a powerful it's an amazing message it's a message of who we're called to be and and what we're called to do and listen you 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 fed you fed school staffs you fed football teams you fed basketball teams you fed kids you fed homeless you fed poor you fed sinners i'm guessing a few of you are probably saints so we fed some saints in the process but, but we have fed people, and we've, we've made sure they've had a meal, and, and we believe that you can feed them physically, then you have a chance to feed them spiritually, and I think that's exciting. And here's the thing that gives me great hope going into 2019. We didn't do it for self-recognition. We did it in the name of Jesus. We just did it in the name of Jesus. So listen, if you're here today, this is your first time here. Uh, let, let me tell you, if you're a guest, I won't apologize for any of that. There are no apologies. That's who we are. That's, what we, that's our DNA, and that's what we will continue to do as long as we keep our focus where it's supposed to be, and that's on Christ. Amen. It's just that simple. If we keep our focus on Christ, that's what we will do, and I make no apologies for it. It's what we're going to do. Uh, listen, it's not about us, and it's not about lifting ourselves up. It's about humbly being obedient to Jesus Christ. It's what we're called to do. And, and I am s- I'm so thrilled that this is a church that buys into that and believes that. Because when we buy into that and we believe that, then we see things like we just talked about happen, and that is so exciting. But let me tell you, this applies. The same principles applies to to the church. Applies to us as individuals. And and when Caleb, when they were singing that song, if if all of you means less of me, maybe maybe we need to focus more on him and less on ourselves going into 2019. And I would say the same is true for the church as well. We need to focus on him more than us, because something I've learned in this thing, this spiritual walk, you've always heard the old saying, the weakest link of the chain, you know who the weakest link of the chain is? It's you and I, God, Christ, Holy Spirit, don't falter, we're the weakest link, so if we just do our part, and our part I believe is is obedience, then we're going to see more amazing things happen. It's when we try to take control, and you know this in your personal lives, it's when we try to take control of certain things that we shouldn't take control we start having problems. But when we, when we obediently yield and relent to God's calling, we, we see some amazing things happen. And, and somebody, if your visitors are going, so, okay, what's this all about? You had a good year. You had a good year. Well, let me tell you, we, we did have a good year. But, but I believe this. When you're part of a movement of God, and I truly believe that's what we've seen, then you will face fierce competition, and it's called Satan. So I just, as, as we go forward, I want to make sure we, we focus on how we got where we're at, how we got where we're at, and that we don't fall prey to Satan's attacks, because sometimes his attacks, just as they are in mine in your lives, are the same on the church, are really subtle. They, they are so subtle, we don't even realize what's happening. And, and the next thing we know, we've been caught up in it, and we start having problems, and then we're wondering what happened. And, and one of the things I've always found is people typically get in these situations very, very subtly. It doesn't just happen in one big step. It's usually, the, you, we get closer to the line. How close can we get? How close can we get? And at some point, we step over. And I think the churches, if we're not careful, we'll will fall prey to the same thing. The key to not doing that, first of all, I believe, is this: is simply this is being obedient, It's just being obedient to Jesus Christ, who He is and what He's called us to do. But here is where we get in danger, as individuals, and, and I believe as a church, especially. I speak about the church more. Here is where we can get in great danger, is because I just gave you this list of things we've done, and. It, it really comes down to, to arrogance, pride, self-righteousness, whatever you want to call. But here's where we, we get in trouble is we start, we start looking out and we start projecting this. We start going, look at what I've done. Look at what, look at what Journey Church has done. And that would be, be so easy. It's kind of our, our natural go-to. Look what we've done. When we start crossing over that line when it's what we've done and not what Christ has done, then we get in great danger, and then we get in danger of this thing, I, I believe you can call it a lot of things, but spiritual pride, spiritual arrogance, self-righteousness. We, we, get, in, we get in danger of all those. And listen, I, I'm, sometimes I say things, and then I get back home, and I'm thinking, gosh, I shouldn't have said that. I've learned something in my life, and this has been, been ongoing. One of the biggest turnoffs to church, and by default Christ, it's when we take on this self-righteous mode. And it's about inflating ourselves to who we are and what we've done. When, in, when, we, when you and I, listen, we are the weakest link of this chain. We are the weakest link of this chain. We've done what we've done because Christ is good. And, and I just want you to think about that. Matt and I prayed before service, and he was talking about our momentum in 2018. You want to see our momentum die? And, and if you're a sports fan, it only takes one event for for your momentum to kind of get crushed. Our momentum is so good; it's it's going forward. But if you want to see that momentum die in the church world, and in your personal life, it's a little different. But in our church world, let it start being about us and not about Him. You want to talk about coming to a screeching halt? Our our momentum will stop dead in its tracks. It, it, it is it is a momentum killer when we get caught up in the self righteousness and and this this uh, arrogance and and. It's pride. I mean, I don't, it, it's, it's ridiculous that we do it, but we do it. And, and I kind of understand how we get there because great things are happening, right? I mean, great things are happening. We did it. No, we didn't. We were just obedient. We were just obedient. So I would just ask you as we go into, as we leave 2018 and we head into 2019, let's just pray about that as a, as a body. You know, if it, 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 the Bible talks about praying together, we don't have to be sitting together, but we can pray together. And one of the things we need to pray together is that, that we're, we're resilient to, and we don't become guilty of self pride and, and, and arrogance and self righteousness. That we stay focused on Him and who He is and what He's called us to do. And and actually, in, in the Scriptures, it it, it's a, it was a relevant and a prevalent problem at the time Jesus walked. So much so, one of His parables addressed it directly. Let me share that with you. This is in Luke eighteen verse 9 through 14. And I want you to listen to this and think about where your focus is going to be in 2019. And I want you to think about it and where the focus of Journey Church should be in 2019. This is what, this is what, this is Jesus. This is Luke recording what Jesus had to say. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everyone else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I'm not a sinner like everyone else. Yeah, we need to hang on that one for a moment, that I'm not a sinner like everyone else. For I don't cheat, I don't sin, I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give you a tenth of my income. We need to hang on this one. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. Here's where this gets real. I tell you, the sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. And by the way, justified in this case means found innocent. Return home justified for God. Listen to this. For those, you want to talk about killing your momentum. You want to talk about killing your momentum personally and for the church. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. And those who humble themselves will be exalted. You want some advice going into 2019 personally? And as, as the body that we call the church. And by the way, don't forget this. When we talk about the church, we're not talking about walls. We're talking about you and I. So this is, this is about us. This is about us. I think we need to really, really hold on to that. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, what we're reading here is really all about pride. And the Pharisee is full of pride. It's full of pride. Do you notice that? It's all about what he hasn't done and, and, and what everybody else has done. And that's real easy for the church. That's real easy for you and I as individuals sometimes to get caught up in that. Look at me. Look, hey, look how good my 2018 was. Look what I've done. Look at what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. And it becomes about us and not about Him. Now, the, the, the Bible, the Scriptures, there's different books in here in different letters, and they speak to pride in different ways because I've always been told pride's a sin and don't be prideful. There's different types of pride. And, and, and Solomon in, in Proverbs tells us pride leads to destruction. And that's this self-righteous pride, this arrogance, when we're looking down on others. If you catch yourself and you start looking down and, and, at others, you're in grave danger, I'll just tell you. Amen. I know you don't like those kind of statements, but when we start judging and looking down on others. And by the way, the church made a living trying to do that, and it failed miserably. Amen. We weren't called to judge, we were called to lift up. But we've got to be real careful there. But, but Solomon gives us that, he says, listen, God hates the self-righteous person that's full of pride. Right here, we just saw it, he says, listen, th- th- those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be lifted up. Paul, on the other hand, in his letter to the Galatians, said this. He says, it's okay to have pride in a job well done. We should be prideful in the fact that we've been very obedient to what God's called us to do. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, when we start using it to judge others, then, then we, we're, we're, we're there, we're on the line. But Paul, Paul in Galatians says, listen, you should have pride in when you've been obedient and done what you've been called to do. He goes on to say, listen, he said in Corinthians, he said, we should have pride in those around us who are doing what God's called them to do. If there's other churches in this area that, that are doing what God, then we should have great pride in that, just as they should have pride in what? I should have pride in you if you're, if you're leading a godly life and you're leading a, a home and you're, you're, you're bringing your family up in Christ, then that, we should have great pride in that. There's nothing wrong with that. The pride that gets us in trouble is this self-righteous pride. And, 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 it, and it is very, very dangerous. It's interesting to me, this, this tax collector that he's, he's praying, but you've got to pay attention to this. His prayers, I won't say it goes unanswered, but he wasn't, found, he wasn't found justified. He wasn't found innocent. The tax collector, and by the way, we miss this so often, and, and this is one of the things I hear in church, but we miss this. If you read this, and I would encourage you to go back and read it again. Maybe I'm missing it, but I, I haven't. Is the tax collector didn't come having given up collecting tax. And by the way, at that time, a tax collector typically was considered about as low as they could get because he was cheating people. He didn't come saying, I've given up collecting tax. He just said, he said I'm a sinner. I, I'm a sinner and, and, and have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. He didn't say he had, because <laughs> I hear that all the time, well, they need to clean up before they come. He didn't. And I teach something else that's kind of interesting. After this story, it doesn't say he changed. That's kind of tough, isn't it? Because we want to judge. That's where we get in trouble. We want to, well, he didn't quit. Well, I'm just telling you what Jesus shared. But he said he was found innocent. I tell you, the sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified for God. For those who had we need to hang on to that. That's powerful. And, and I, I've, I've heard this, well, they're sinners, God's not hearing their prayers. Then how do you find Christ. We've got to be careful as a church. I'm telling you, we've got to be careful as individuals. We've got to understand that, listen, we're always on the threshold of of becoming self-righteous and arrogant and spiritually prideful, and we've got to guard against that. It will kill kill a movement of God in this body. He may take it somewhere else, but it would absolutely kill it. You, You and I, as individuals, you and I, as the church, we've got, I'm telling you guys, this is crucial, we've got to guard against that. We, we've got to do everything we can to, to not be tempted by that. that because Satan is so subtle, so subtle, that we'll, we'll fall right into that trap. There's a guy named Larry Osborne that I read, and I love, he, 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 he was talking about something very similar. He was talking about our personal pride, and this is what he said, uh, and this is a quote of spiritual pride. It's a front-of-the-line sin to get that spiritual pride. Because we're thinking, but, but I'm spiritual and I'm prideful for that. It's a front-of-the-line sin, so much so that sometimes I think it's an occupational hazard to listen to this of zealous faith, serious discipleship, and biblical scholarship. That's kind of scary if you think about it. But, but as we elevate ourselves and we start looking down on other people, that's what we've fallen prey to. And, that's what and, and, and listen, let me tell you. Here's what I've learned. We we you you listen, you can be, I'm I'm I think I'm very faithful. I'm slightly learned. There's people here that know a lot more about Bible and doctrine and theology than I do, but I'm slightly learned, and that's all okay. But here's the key that pulls it together for me, and it it, it didn't take me long to figure this out, and it brings it back down to where I understand that I don't have a right to be prideful or arrogant or self-righteous, is God is good. I'm not. Do you get that? God is good. I'm not. You need to hear that one more time. God is good. I'm not. I'm not. So uh, it's okay, but, but listen, I can't be the one that, that starts taking this attitude of looking down and judging others because <laughs> here's what I know. I walk through storms in my life. Jesus calms them. Jesus, I didn't calm my storms. I didn't calm the storms. Jesus calms the storms. You can go back to when he gets in the boat and the, 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 the disciples are getting nervous because of the storms, and Jesus says, you, you have little faith. The storms listen to him. Jesus calms the storms. Without him, we're the weakest link. Without him, we're lost and we're broken. Without him, Journey Church is is just kind of floundering at sea. We wouldn't have a clue the direction and where we need to go and where we need to be. With him, the course is pretty clear. He says, go, make, baptize, teach. That's the instructions he left us. Guys, we don't have to make this difficult. You don't have to make it difficult in your personal life. But I wasn't called to be a pastor. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a pastor. If you're a follower of Christ, I would tell you, though, you you somewhat are. You may not do it as a profession, but but you're you're called to do that. But I would just tell you this. As we we head into 2019, there's things in 2018 we want to take with us. There's some things we want to leave behind. And in 2018, if there's any hint of spiritual pride, of spiritual arrogance or self-righteousness in this church or in our lives, I pray that we leave them behind in 2018 and I pray that we pray for forgiveness. I pray that we, 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 would, get, we would diligently as a, as a church and as a body pray that in 2019 that in 2019 all the attention all the attention is on Jesus Christ. Everything we do, we do in the name of Jesus. Everything we do, we do in the name of Jesus. Bible instructs us that if you can't do it in the name of Jesus, then don't do it. But but, this is, but I'm, I do, I believe this is, a, I think this is a grave danger to the church. And I think I've seen it happen. And, and it, it, I would say it scares me. I don't know that that's the word. Man, we're experiencing a great move of God. I don't want to be a part of killing that. So as we head into 2019... I'm, I'm just going to selfishly ask. Pray. Pray. Pray pray for me. Pray for Matt. Pray for our elders. Pray for all of our, our leaders who are leading our programs. That it's never about us. It's never to draw attention to us. It's about drawing attention to Him. In your personal lives, in your personal lives, maybe 2018 was great. I hope so. If it wasn't, if things wasn't, I, I, would, I would encourage you. May, maybe you need to focus a little more on Him. Uh, A little more on Him and a little less on the problems around you. I I don't get it. I mean, we want to take on our problems, and and yet I'm the weakest link in this thing. Why wouldn't I I turn to my Savior who calms the storms, who changes? Listen, we saw lives changed. We didn't change them. Did you get that? Let me be real clear on that. I saw, we saw lives changed. We didn't change them. He did seen some amazing things. He orchestrated them. Here's the part I love. He lets us be a part of that. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? I get to be on his team. I get to be on his team. I I don't know about you guys. I'm a football guy. I sure wanted to be on Clemson's team last night. Not so much Alabama's. I want to be on the winning team. I'm I'm on the winning team. I'm on the winning team. He allows me to serve him. That, that's, that's, that's right, the opposite of He's serving us. And see, that's the mentality so many times we walk away with. He's here to serve us. We're here to serve Him. So I would just tell you, as we, as we go forward, some of you are going, I don't know what it came for today. This is just this is kind of a precursor to 2019. And I believe in covering our bases. And in our base, one of the ways to cover our bases is we have this amazing ability to pray to our Heavenly Father and ask for His guidance and His wisdom. And I want His wisdom, I want His wisdom. I want His guidance. I, I want to see what He sees. I, I want to see in this community what He's seeing. I wish you would go here. See, I don't want it to be, I wish you would go here. I hope we're obedient enough that He says, you're going here. And then you're going to go here. And then I want you to go over here. And by the way, this family needs a little help. Pick them up on the way. And I need you to do this. Because I calm the storms. I bring hope when there is none. I'm the light at the end of the tunnel. I change lives. I change lives. I died on the cross for you. You just be obedient. I, I'm so excited about 2019. I, I really am. We, we're going to keep our focus right here. You, you guys are, I, listen, there was a time when I thought, you know, I never will forget this when we started this thing. and Somebody asked me how many is going. I said two, and I'm not sure one of them's going. That was my wife. Today we got, we got <laughs> hey, today, man, there's a, there's a family here. There's a family here. And we're, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna walk together, we're going to pray together, and we're going to grow together. Honestly, we're going to change this community together. You're already doing it. So if you're here today and you're a guest and I just scared you off, I won't apologize. That's who we are and that's what we will be. We will, we will go forward. We will, we, our, our sole purpose is to draw attention to Christ. Not us, to Christ. And we'll do that through obedience. So if you're here today. And you're a follower of Christ. If you're here today and you're not a follower of Christ, I would encourage you, if you're not a follower in Christ, hey, we're, we're thrilled you're here. We're thrilled you're here. You're, you're not subpar. You're, you're just, you just don't have Christ. We're glad you're here, man. We want you to hang around with us. We want to talk to you. We, we, want to, we want to tell you what we're about and why we believe what we just talked about. I would just encourage you to come back, but if you're here today, if you're here today and you're a follower of Christ, I want you to pray with me. Not just today. I'm not going to call you up here to pray individually. That's not what we're going to do. I just want you, as we head into 2019, first of all, we need to pray more. I can tell you that. It would be kind of scary if we took a survey of how little we pray. Think about that, of how little we talk to our Heavenly Father. I've got to quit because we're running out of time. I could start another message on this one. We have access to our Heavenly Father, and we won't talk to Him. So let's, in 2019, let's talk to Him. Let's pray for direction. Let's pray for unison. Let's pray that we are obedient, that, that we, we, we build a wall around us to protect us when it comes to self-righteousness and arrogance and pride, that God is in charge. Let's pray. Father, thank You. Thank You for this day that we can come together and glorify Your Son, Jesus. Thank You. We just experienced this season of, of the birth of Jesus. Now we're going into this next season. And and we are so excited about what 2019 has in store. Help us to see what you would have us to see and help us to act obediently to what you would have us to do, Father. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. So we give you all the praise and all the glory. Amen.